All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Frank Delana. Today on the pod, I got the Fresno State D-line on. Devo, David, and Isaiah. Fellas, say what's up to Juice Nation real quick. What's up? How y'all doing? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Go dogs, baby. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Energy's high. Lots of juice in the room right now. Before we get started, I want to make sure that just a small reminder that this episode is brought to you in part by the American Pistachio Growers. If you want to perform like the pros, then eat your pistachios. Get those nuts, kids. All right, fellas. I want to start it off hot real quick. You know, I uh, just talked about how as we're recording this, I had a deep sea fishing trip today. I was not seasick, but right now I'm like spinning for some reason. But I'm a freaking champion and we're going to power through this. But I had to stop at the gas station and just out of pocket real quick. What's your go-to gas station snack? Like, hey, we're on a road trip. Your mom's in the car or whoever's in the car. Someone's in the car waiting on you. You got to run inside. You got to get a quick little something. You got to get a water. You got to you gotta go to the bathroom real quick. What are you swooping? Okay, so you got to get something sweet. Got to get something salty. So I'm going to grab a bag of chips. What kind? You got to get more specific than that. I'm going to grab a pair. I'm going to grab, I said pair. I'm going to grab some Doritos every time. Cool Ranch? Mm, I'm more of a nacho or like spicy nacho type of guy. Yeah. And then I'm going to grab some sweet. So I'm probably grab like a Reese's or something. What candy. size nacho? Is that an individual pack, a family size? Individual because family, I am really trying to share. You so know, you're selfish about it. Kind of selfish a little bit. And I'm going to get some Reese's and then I got to get a water and then I got to get juice. So I'm probably get like a Powerade or a Gatorade or something. It's um, an investment, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm going with the Cool Ranch Doritos. Easy. Cool Ranch. And uh, get a twisty Gatorade. You know, you got the Gatorade twist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, you mean the, what, the skinny, the skinny oh, yeah. bottle? Oh, yeah. Every so what are you going, like lime green then? Oh, or I'm blue? Going, I'm going lemon lime, the yellow lemon lime, lime. The OG. Yeah. Like yeah. the OG the one. OG. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every I like time. I can 10 out of 10 times. That. I can work with that. I'm getting the Ruffles every time. Oh, the family pack. Original? The nah, the, the cheddar one. The cheddar oh, one. I can't. I can't. You don't like the cheddar no, one? No, I do. But, I, but for me, if I'm eating cheddar Ruffles, I need some dip. I need some time to scrape the bottom of that bowl. I can't just be scraping. I just can't be scarfing down Dorito. I mean, me personally, I love Chex Mix. Dude, I... Is that, a, is that a really white thing of me to say or something like that? <laughs> I love Chex Mix. I love the little like brown cracker things in the Chex Mix specifically. Like the little burnt the crackers. Little circle Spray ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? That the one's gas good. Station, the first thing you grab me is Chex Mix. Bro, it's kind of like an OG staple. Like gas station beef jerky, Chex Mix, and like a, a baby blue Gatorade. Devo, I've, I've grabbed it before. I'm going to be you honest. Chex Mix before? I've grabbed it before. Bro, bro, what about the individual little peanut packs? Like the buy two for 99 okay. cents? Okay, yes. The Let salted me, ones? I respect that right there. The Chex Mix. Don't hate on me, but well, I'm trying to be a little healthy right now. Okay, okay. Like, I respect that. Like, can you give a guy a break, right? Which, you know what? This is going to lead me into my next question, actually, real quick. All right, so you three, like, I feel like as a as a DN, and you guys, like, you guys are you guys are speed dudes. You guys are fast. You guys are power, speed, but you're not, like, there's, I feel like there's DNs that are, like, they're 6'8", and they, they, they're just DNs out of the gate. Like, they think they're DNs. But, like, you guys are gritty as hell, Work your butts off and make sure that you're going to have a high motor to get the job done as defensive line areas, okay? Now, with that being said, though, is there a thin line of being a heavy enough D lineman or being a, a just an overly sized linebacker? See what I mean? I get what you're saying. So... I'm thinking about that question. A yeah. Bit. David, what do you guys say? I got to, like, you know, I just want to say, like, playing DN, I feel like it's like, you got to have that dog in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. 
Like you gotta just want to put your face mask right on somebody's chin every play. Yeah, you know, and you gotta have that pass rush mentality too. You know, just getting after the, you want to sack the quarterback every play. That's got to be your mindset, in my opinion. Um, you know, I've been playing DN since I was first started playing football. So for me, this is like this is regular. This is regular. Yeah, yeah but you always play DN. No, I was actually. All right, so that's what I was getting at because you were talking to crap on my checks mix. Healthy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're trying to be a quarterback. And yeah, I was, I was yeah. a little bit of athlete in high school. I played receiver. I actually didn't think I was gonna be a. I didn't think I was playing defense in college. My sophomore, actually, my sophomore year, I think I'm playing receiver in college. You thought you were. You, you were me and you were gonna be in the same room together. I thought I was, but man, things changed. <laughs> I actually, I was recruited here to be a linebacker, and my first day they came, switched me, switched me to DN. Right. So like my whole mindset had to change because like I was the type of guy that like to cover dudes. I ain't really like, I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't really physical. I ain't like hitting people. I was, I'd rather be out the box covering somebody. That's the okay. type of guy I was. There's a reason yeah. for that though. Ask him what his record in high school was. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about right. Talk what about was your record in high school? What's your <laughs> my senior year? I went one and nine. One and nine. One and nine. One and nine. Because there was a reason why. That's bad. That you He's a hater. So you were told you had to play D line though. Like you had to start gaining weight then, right? Uh. Not no. gonna lie. <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, this is all reflected back on these okay. gas station, oh, yeah, these yeah. gas station snacks. Yeah. Yeah. On my head right he had now. To okay. Lose weight. I uh. came to college. I was two fifty. Two eighty. You know, whoa, Kevin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> He's like 250. I was 250. Hold up. I mean, there, was a, there was a point in this conversation. We've been in this podcast, what, five minutes? And you were going to play wide receiver in college at <laughs> 250? 250. That's what I'm saying. Were you DK? Okay. You know, uh, Kevin Atkins, um, first day and called him Snacks. That was my visit because I bought a couple snacks and he called me Snacks the rest of the visit. And I didn't even know Kevin. I didn't know what type of guy he was. I was like, who is this guy? Like, leave me alone. But uh, yeah, I came to college 250, probably like. 28% body fat. <laughs> and, I didn't ask that. You said that, bro. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm being 100% honest. And then first day, it probably seemed me all like, yeah, he's playing D-line now. So got to move to DN. Now to learn how to be gritty and mean. So yeah. I definitely had to switch my mindset. So that's something that took me a while to like learn. Yeah. I mean, like when you, when you, I, I mean, I played defense and offense in high school and like I picked offense for college, but to go through a whole different position, like how, how hard is that to, to have to pull that switch? Like, did you feel like you were against all odds at that point? Uh, I feel like I was, but I feel like I had dudes that, like, I had some good mentors in my room. Like, good. I remember my first day, I was so frustrated, and then Zay pulled me to a side, and he was talking to me and stuff. He was telling me, hey, bro, they moved, my first day, they moved me too. And I was frustrated too, and I had to tell them. Yeah. It just, you say you told him, like, you know who I am? <laughs> you remember he told me that. But it is something that everybody goes through the transition, so it was just... Yeah. But mentally, like, that's not an easy thing, man. Like, you've been playing the same position all your life. You're now at the highest level that you've been, you know, when you're a little kid, you dream about playing Division One football. And you're here, and they're saying, hey, you're going to have to master a whole new craft that you think you already mastered. Like, that ain't, that ain't an easy thing to do, bro. Like, it takes a little mental toughness because a lot of dudes, they just go on the tank and be like, man, I'm going to go somewhere else where they want me at this position sometimes. But being a team dude like that, that shows a lot. I mean, to me, that shows a lot of high. That's a high character move right there. Yeah. Say, so, hey, what do you got? It was almost the same thing for me. You know, yeah. uh, coming out of high school, I had offers for both linebacker and def- and receiver because I was what? The hell kind of podcast is this? Bro? I was I was much athlete. I was one ninety five coming out of high school. Oh, so you were like that? 6'3", 195, 10 percent body fat. So I was Megatron. I was skinny. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody, you know, they was making fun of me coming to the end. 
You know, I was going up against people like Muti every day. Big. So yeah, it was it was it was a tough transition for me. But you know, it got. I feel like I needed it. You know, to yeah. get my mind right going against people like that. Um, you know, it's not something that that everybody could do. No, you know. So you know, just making that transition, it, it gave me that mentality that you know you need to be like you need to be really be a dog. You know, yeah. you yeah, can't everybody sure. do this. You have to want to get dirty every play. So. You know, one th- point I wanted to make, sh- I, I kind of wanted to debate about was like, I played wide receiver. I played a lot of positions in high school. I'm friends with a lot of people that played other positions. If you really think about it, now, O-linemen, they, they should never get their name called in the game, ever. Because if they do, it's because of a holding call or a penalty or something like that. So if you're an O-lineman and your name's never called, that means you're doing things right. Granted, that means you got no highlights, as far as, you know, big sacks like you guys could have. But at the same time, O-lineman has different duties. Um, sometimes he is going to let you go by, but it's because it's a screen or some, something like that. I don't think there's a position in the game of football that requires a higher motor and someone with higher effort than the D-line. And that's coming from a wide receiver who has worked his butt off his whole football career like... I, I like truly like if you want to be a good D lineman and that's really a defensive player in general, but like in a linebacker's perspective, you have all these responsibilities of you have to cover, you have to worry about this, that, and the other like D line. Yes. You also have certain responsibilities, but the main objective is go as fast as you can, as hard as you can and get the ball. David, what do, what do you got? It's, um, you know, I feel like playing DN is like, man, it's exhausting. I can't lie. Yeah. You know, like every, every play is like you have a 330 pound guy trying to devour you. Right. And, and you just got to, you just got to hit him in the mouth every play. And, you know, we're even taking on blocks for linebackers and stuff like that, taking on pullers just so that our teammates can make tackles and stuff like that. Um, you know, to me personally, I think that the three takes, you know, those guys are the heart and soul in defense. You know, those guys take double teams all day long and, they don't get enough praise for it. So, yeah, big shout-out to all the three takes out there. Mm. And um, No free shout-outs, but I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just, um, it's just it's just hard. You know, sometimes you when you're when you're in the thick of it, play 13 in the drive, and you know they run into you, you know, you just got to dig deep. And um, Yeah, it's bow-up time, man. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think I think DNA is, is a, it's a pretty hard position. You know, it, it comes with the up and downs, and uh, you just got to love every second of it. You know, especially if you want to be a DN in college, man. You right. just gotta, you gotta embrace every second and just, just have that dog in you. I agree with the dog, and like, I think you look at dudes in the league that are killing it at DN. Like, every single one of them. I mean, they all got physical attributes. They got their techniques, but like, the high motor is what gets you. And like, that is, bro. There takes a sense of juice. And like, the D line move. Like, I, I, I like the D line always watching from a distance in the sense of like. Y'all are tight with each other, like which I think is is cool. I think it it's something where you could vibe off each other's energy. If like if the D line is getting after the quarterback, the defense is is feeling rowdy that day. It, it starts in the trenches. It truly does. And like I think uh, you know you guys feeding off each other's energy definitely makes it exciting to watch as a fan. But I also know <clears throat> it makes a difference being there as a player as well. So I mean. From a high energy perspective, what I mean, like Diva, let's start with you. Like, what, why, what is the thing that says, like, hey, I'm tired as hell right now. It's play 13. 
I got to, I got to, I got to bow up right now and go get this quarterback. So something that like motivates me or for that situation is like getting my team off the field and like getting some momentum back on our side, you yeah. know? So like making that big play, making that sack it off the field, you know, to like bring momentum back into the game and like just uh I don't know, just like fighting for your brother next to you, for your right. teammate. You know, he tired. He probably more tired than you, just as tired as you. So, like, I want to do this for my guys. I want to I want to make a make a game-changing play for my guys. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's to help my teammates out, get us off the field, and change the game if I can. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. You know, I'll, I'll be rushing the passer. You know, I'll look back. I'll see, you know, our corners back there, Braylon Lux and them. They're over here running streaks with the receivers all game, you know. They're looking tired. You know, the, the receivers are coming out after one play, after a go right, right. after a streak. I'm just like, dang, you know, I got to help them get off the field right now. Because yeah. you know how hard it is to cover somebody for five seconds in open field? Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I look back there. I'm like, dang, I got to like really help them out right now. Because, you know, I feel like it's it's on me, you know. It's on me to to really help the team out right now. That's, <clears> that's just how I feel. I, I think about it like this too. You know, like if I'm tired, there's no way that this 300 plus pound guy is not more tired than me right now. Right. So let me take advantage of that. And another thing I think about too, you know, we're in the thick of it. I think I always think in my mind, my, my mom watching me right now. Yeah. My, my yeah. pops watching me. Yeah. You know, what am I going to do right now? You know, to show them, you know, how hard I've been working and like just grind through that, yes. that adversity. You know, I, that's always in my head every time I'm playing, you know, I'm just like, if I'm on this side of the field, my family's over there. I'm just thinking like, man, they watching me right now. Right. I got, I got to do something. That's that's just something that I think of all the time. It is crazy how, you know, some sometimes you go to a game, whether it's home or away, and you got 50 people there, or you might have one person there. But for me, I don't know about you guys, but like I always know where that person is for some reason. I always make like eye contact. Like my dad, I could my first game ever we played against Nebraska. This is a long before y'all's era. My first game ever, we played against Nebraska. I'm out there, I'm on punt return. And I'm just like, 96,000 people, first game ever. I'm like, this is a this is a big first step. And I'm like, I was in, I'm 18 years old. I didn't know I was going to get to play college football. I'm at Nebraska right now. And out of the, all those people, I could make eye contact with my dad from freaking, you know, 500 yards away. Like, I know exactly where he's at. Even though there's 96,000 people, and like, I couldn't agree more. Like, I want to, I want to make those people proud. I want to, you know... Of course, make the red wave proud. The you know the the fan base is proud. The people that live in that area proud. The valley in this case proud. But like, like dude, like the people. The reason you do this is because you you yeah you want to get you, you want to make it to the next level. You want to leave a reputation, a legacy behind. But the people that were in your corner on those dark days where life was hard, but you still had to go to practice. Or practice things that go on your way. Maybe you're battling an injury. Maybe you're battling, you know, you and a coach are button heads. You and a teammates aren't are are on firing on all cylinders correctly. Like we all got those people we turn to in those dark times. And like I think playing as hard as you can, even if win, lose, or draw, like that's a sign of appreciation and respect, saying, like, hey, I'm doing this for us. You know what I mean? I don't know, just to take. I mean, you guys have been playing this game a while. Like you guys, so David, like I know you're. You took the COVID year, right? Yeah. So because you could have been done last year, right? Yeah. So I, I transferred from Sac State, and I then um, I had to sit out that year because of NCAA. 
So COVID year is my first year. So why'd you come back for the last one? Um, you know, I just feel like this is my this is only my third season here at Fresno State. I feel like more improve. Yeah, I feel like um, you know, this coaching staff is amazing. That's that's one of the main reasons. You, you want know. to play for Tedford. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's my guy right there. Um the nice. D-line coach, man, he's uh he's taking us to another level, I think. I, I personally believe, you know, he has he has all the knowledge and tools to give us. And um that's probably the main reason why I came back. Obviously, I just wanted to play for Fresno State. That's just play at division one level and make my family proud. That's yeah. the main reason. So were you were any of you guys recruited by Tedford? Yeah, I, was. I know, I know you were. I was too. Yeah, but you weren't. I was like Sam, my um, my D line coach, Coach Plemons. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, he uh got the Fresno State job, and then he uh showed Tedford the film from Sac State because I played there as a true sophomore. Okay, and that's when they brought me over. So I mean, how was it? I mean, we can talk about this. Like, you came here. Tedford was a piece of the reason you came here. I know my brother, I'll, I'll speak for him. Like, he wanted to play for the dogs, but he loved Coach Jeff Tedford. Not saying he didn't love Coach DeBoer because he was the OC. Like, he he liked him, but he wanted to play for Coach Tedford. That was one of the reasons. Oh, yeah. So what was it like to get the news of he was, you know, we knew he was gone. But let's talk about the news of, like, hey, he's coming back. Were you guys just fired up to play for Coach Teddy at this point? Yeah. Was, oh, I took myself out the transfer portal. That's you were in the portal at that yeah, point. Yeah, I was going to UNLV, so damn, it was big news for me. You know, I, he recruited me out of high school. He was he was that guy to me. You know, yeah, we uh, actually got like you know a personal connection. You know, right? I and, to and, and Teddy Tedford, I will say to the people that don't know him personally, like he knows the names of your the people in your life that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. You he got personal with you. Yeah, yeah. So he got personal with me. You know, we just had a meeting, talked about what happened with the last coaching staff. You know, why I was even in the portal to start with. Um. You know, he just sat down and he broke everything down, talking about, you know, if I bring you back, I need you to do this. I need you to be a leader on the team and all that. Right. And, you know, he's just a great guy. He, like, he is. I have I have no cons with him. Like, I can't say anything no. bad about Tedford. He's a great leader of young men. And, you know, you're in, we're in such a vulnerable point in life where, like, you want it to be, it's supposed to be fun. But, like, at the same time, there are hard days while you do this. Like, sports, once you get to a high level, it is a business. It is hard. Like, like you want to be great, but at the same time, like you're a human being. Like it's not it's not the cleanest thing necessarily, and everyone's got their journey. It's one of the reasons I started bring the juices so we could air it out, talk about it. Like there's a lot of high school kids listening to this that don't know what it's like at this level, but to have a guy like Coach Jeff Tedford, who's been through the Marshawn Lynches, the Aaron Rodgers, the Deshaun Jacksons, the Keenan Allens, he's won, he's lost, he's done great things, he's had heartbreak, like. To have that dude steering the ship for you guys, it's I'm I'm happy as an alum now that you guys get the opportunity and like like I said like I got a little bro like I'm glad he gets to play for Coach Tepper. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Like all the other guys, like like they like were coached by uh, Sweeney, and they say how much they love him, and I feel like Tepper's like that that like person for us. You know, like we, we all is. love him. So 100 percent, he is. You know what you got? Uh. No, man, it's just, just a great guy. You know, it was exciting when I heard that he was coming back, you know, making a comeback, you know, because, you know, you, you hear a coach leaving, you're scared because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, a million things can happen. New coach staff can, can can come in, you know, and you never know what the direction anything's going to go. Right. So, like, to have Tefford come back, you know, so it wasn't, like, major big changes. And, like, no. so, like, you couldn't, you wouldn't, 
you really get too much out of your comfort zone, you know? Right. Because it's a guy that I had before. I know how he thinks, you know? So, like, so anything that he, anything he expects from me, you know, it's just things I didn't see before. So, it's, yeah. It sets a comfort almost. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, another thing that uh, I would be comfortable with if I was a business owner is banking with Fresno First Bank. Fresno First Bank is a local bank to Fresno in the community. They have a strong connection with business owners to help them grow and succeed. And at Fresno First, they're never too busy for you. Never, ever. You walk in, they give you a handshake, a high five, a hey, go dogs. A, hey, you listened to the last episode of Bring the Juice with the D-lineman from Fresno State on. They're like, oh yeah, I listened to it. And you're like, all right, sweet. Little head nod, and uh, but they they personalize the experience there. It's always direct contact when you wake when you walk right in there. And uh, if you're looking for a definitive banking experience, where they're going to treat you like family and take a sound business approach to what you need, then Fresno First is the place for you. You guys need to get in those commercials, man. I got to oh, yeah. plug you guys; they're they're great. I did one. Uh, That's right, you did. Huh? Over a year, yeah, yeah. You like them? They're great people. Aren't they? Oh yeah, for sure. Phenomenal. Yeah. Run it yeah. back with David. Yeah, Come it was on, awesome time. Come on, take care of the boys. Yeah. Man, can I get one, please? I <laughs> hey, one. Hey, throw me in there too. Hold on. <laughs> I got I got the best one. That's all I got to say. And crop the one too. Go look it up, man. Go. Max one. got a good one, bro. Yeah. Max like breaking, sh- like running fast. And oh, like I just see those things. Yeah. I don't know. Check it out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I don't make the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but additionally, what I do make is satisfaction uh, when I take people to Dervos Deli. So Dervos Deli is located right across the Samart Center off of Shaw near like, I don't know what it is, but it's by Red Wave Liquor. All right. So. Dervos Deli it used to be Deli Delicious. It's now Dervos. Uh, they have the premier sandwich in the valley. Like their chicken sandwich, I would take it over Chick-fil-A and I love Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. They have like this great aioli on it. This nice crispy like lettuce, these great onions, uh, crispy, crispy. It's just like the chicken's cooked perfect. I don't know what it is. It's juicy. They got that. They got burgers. They got fries, cold drinks, great atmosphere. Check out Dervos Deli. I'm going to take the boys to Dervos Deli. All right. We're going to shoot a commercial at Dervos Deli. Thanks. I like that. Let's, let's get it going. And the owner at a golf tournament. Justin. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah, great dude. Phenomenal sure. guy. Yeah. I mean, like an A1 dude. One thing they don't have versus Dervos Deli is I was talking to Muti about this, actually. Natani Muti, Denver Broncos. They don't have hot dogs at Dervos Deli. And we had this silly conversation about whether a hot dog is, is a, sandwich. a sandwich or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, 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 now. I personally think to classify a sandwich, it is two pieces of bread and there needs to be something in the middle of it. Meat. So if two pieces of bread and meat in the middle equal a sandwich, then how is a hot dog not a sandwich? Even I mean, what you got since you like the, I mean, it's the a food connoisseur. It's, it's a bun. It's connected at the bottom. So... Yeah, what if you can disconnect it? No one's eating a hot dog like that. Bro, they tear. I mean, that's not the design of it is for it to tear. So how it comes, connect it, it's not a hot, it's not a sandwich. So if it's not designed to tear, then why don't they just put like a piece of bread down and then you just fold it in half like a like a like a little taco or something? Yeah. <laughs> David, what you got? I'm trying to think. I don't really Oh no, you're a big glizzy guy. <laughs> Let it be known. Uh, David Prowse loves his glitzes. <laughs> nah, I can't call it a sandwich. It's just like I just don't know how it's not a sandwich. It's like I also don't think it's a sandwich, but I don't know how to beat the argument that it isn't. Therefore, it is. 
It's like saying is water wet, which I'm not going to get into right now. So you're saying anything, any meat inside of a inside of bread is a sandwich. If you put two pieces of bread together and you put meat in between, that is a sandwich. Let's go through it. You put a piece of bread down and it's salami on top of it and you put freaking bread on top. That's a sandwich. I feel like maybe if you cut the hot dog bun in half and then put meat in it, then then it would be a sandwich. But if you just put a hot dog in the bun, there's no way it's a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. You and you go like on a menu. I, I'm I, I'm not like, oh like no way, bro. Hot dog's a sandwich. But I'm saying if you Google the sandwich, like a hot dog wouldn't show up, but technically a hot dog is a sandwich. Technically. I got a bunch of questions like this, bro. Like, I got, I've had a lot of long drives. <laughs> and I, I've been thinking about like, okay, I'll give you guys another hot one real quick. I didn't want to drop this today, but what's the difference between a mountain and a hill? That is a great question. There isn't one. <laughs> there isn't one. I've looked, I've Googled it. Google it right now. There is no, no gotta be. There isn't. Because you would think it needs to be like the elevation, like, oh, 2,000 feet is a hill until 3,000 feet, it's a mountain. Like, no, bro. There is no difference. You cannot classify difference between a hill and a mountain. So the hill in your backyard is a mountain. Is that, is that what you're I'm, telling I, me? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like, like how, like, when you're driving along, like, the freeway, and you're like, oh, like, that's a hilly area versus, like, oh, those are big mountains. Well, they're, how do you, like, where's the, where does it cut off at? I think it has to do some elevation. It has to be. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Hey, Jake, can we get a fact check over there? I'm pretty sure it's elevation. No, I've Googled it. I don't even, I did the fact check just for the people of Bring the Juice. It's the same. It's the freaking same. Okay, so what's the number? So at what, a 2,000 foot hill is the difference. Like a 2,000 foot hill is still a hill. And then 2,000 and one feet makes it a mountain. No. So you got mountains in your backyard is what you're telling me. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> you can't classify the difference between a hill and a mountain. And a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, I like the argument a hot dog is a sandwich more than you telling me the little bump in your backyard is a mountain. That's Mount Frankie back there. That might just no be, way. that could just be like a little, a mound of dirt. I don't know where a mound is. Jake, we got any news over there? All right, Jake, what do you got? Read it out loud. So while technically there's no classified difference. No classified difference. Uh, the characteristics that typically typically associate with mountains are have steeper slopes and a well-defined summit where hills tend to be rounded. All right, hills tend to be rounded. Mountains have more summits. So geographical. Yeah, so there's nothing. Yeah, it's Fugazi Fugazi. There's nothing. <laughs> you got no answer. And therefore, a hot dog uh, is considered a sandwich, I would say. Is that on... Fact check? Is that a Jake, fact you got check? any fact check over there? Right is a hot dog a sandwich? See, the other thing too about glizzies though is like, what about a bagel dog? Like a bagel dog, is that considered a pigs in the blanket still? I think it is just a, lunch, a lunchtime version of it. Yeah, that is true. So a sandwich has to be between two pieces of Jake, bread. we got a classification It can't be like a corn dog. Like Fact check. Corn dog's for sure not a sandwich. So, yeah, what about a corn saying, dog? Yeah, Does that mean between oh, two corn pieces of a, a corn dog. Totally different. Totally different. But it's in oh, between it's bread though. It's right? like the difference between skiing and snowboarding. It's night and day. 
It's like almost. swimming versus diving. Two different sports. It's not. It's the same. It's, just, it's almost the same thing as a hot dog. No. Jake, what do we got? What do we got? Fact check. It says uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture describes as a sandwich as being a meat or a poultry filling between two slices of bread, bun, or a biscuit. By definition, hot dogs are a sandwich. Wow. <laughs> the USDA wow. But the thing is, that's not says even- classifies. Classifies. That's an FBI term right there. <laughs> Saying two pieces of bun with meat in the middle. That's checkmate, bro. That's checkmate. I can hear where I'm wrong. I commit. So here I am. My next question is being older, more mature, wise, which I don't even know if you guys are wise not knowing a hot dog's freaking sandwich. <laughs> but but like on the real, you know, we're recording this. Uh, it's bye week right now. You're going to be, when people listen to this, they'll be heading into the UConn game at this point. You guys are old enough. You've been through some wins. You've been through some losses. What do you guys do? And I'm going to go around the horn here, starting with you, David. What do you do to keep out, block out the outside noise? Because in the grand scheme of things, the Fresno State Bulldogs, all their goals are still ahead of them. They want to win a Mountain West championship. They want to win their bowl game with class, integrity, and academic excellence. The pride of tradition is still hold true. What do you do as a COVID year senior who's been through a lot of football, a lot of good teams and a lot of bad teams, some highs and some lows, some mountains and some hills? What did you do? What are you doing to keep the outside noise out and understand that there's a task at hand still? For me, it's just being um, confident in how hard this team worked in the offseason. You know, um, but everybody, everybody has an opinion, you know, um, but we know the facts, you know, we know how hard we work for where we want to be. And, you know, um, we're just building this, this, these two losses, man, you know, they, they hurt, but they, they, they're creating a fire under us, you know, like, right. We, we want it bad and everybody feels the same way. So I'm just like, I have faith in all my teammates, man. And I don't really care about what anybody has to say. You know, that's the, that's the way to be about it. You can't, you can't even think about it. Like delete it. It doesn't matter. It's so irrelevant. It's insane. Zay, what you got? The noise, I feel like it actually it actually makes me work harder. Fuels the fire. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, after every game, you're going to hop on Twitter. You're going to hop on Instagram. You're going to read the comments. You know, you're it's just natural. like, yeah. you. LeBron it James happens. does it. Like, he, he, he talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, just reading that, I'm like, dang, you know, like, I could have I could have done better. I'm going to be better, you know, so... When I when I go into practice, you know, on Monday or that Tuesday, that following Tuesday, I just I have a different approach to it. You know, I don't like when they talk about, you know, the defense. Oh, defense gave up, you know, ass this game. Right. You know. So I just I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, like it just it, you know, I take it personally. Yeah. Just like that. Like, you know, I'm part of the defense. You let, you let it sting the wound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. They call it uh what? Poster uh bulletin board material, like. Let's print that out. Let's put it up top. Mm-hmm. Use a little, little motivation. Yeah. Give it what you got. Well, all I got to say is, is uh, block out that noise. So, Because, I mean, I love our fans, but they're not there with us every day. They're not there with us on those 100-degree days. We out there running on the white lot. Right. They're not there with us. We facing adversity, you know. So this is an adverse moment we're facing right now. Right. One and two. So we got the rest of the season ahead of us. All of our goals still ahead of us. What are we going to do? Are we going to go in the tank? And feel bad for ourselves if we lost two games back to back, or are we gonna go, go go out there and fight, you know? So we got to uh, everything's ahead of us. Still got a, still a chance to win the championship. Still got a chance to go win a bowl game. So like, right? So like, it's not over yet. So it's only three games in. Three games in. It's not even close to over. And like, you know, 
I mentioned to you guys, Bring the Juice is now on Fox Sports. Uh, shout out to Bring the Juice. And they, uh, I'm also doing a pregame and postgame show with like Tonga Pa, Kenny Wiggins, Marcus. And, you know, people call into it. And I, I've been getting some nasty messages every once in a while on Twitter and Instagram because I back the dogs. Bring the Juice is a total podcast about elite athletes like yourself chasing greatness. I want the younger generation, the parents of those kids, the people that have played sports to understand like, hey, athletes are out here chasing greatness. And it is not only physically. It is extremely actually more than physically. It's mentally. It's a hard game, man. It's not meant for everybody. It's not meant for the weak. The weak quit after two weeks. They're out. Now they're doing other things. The dudes who stick it out are the ones that are grimy and gritty, and they're the ones who are getting it done right now. And that's in every single level, and that can be applied to business too. That can be applied to anything in life. That can be applied to being a father, being a freaking person in the community. It doesn't matter. Like how grimy and gritty are you willing to do to go on to that next goal? And I've been, I've taken a stand. I'm, I'm back in the dogs. Like Coach Tedford has sat in this room. Terry Toomey has sat in this room. Like I back the dogs 100% because – you said it right, Devo. Like the fans, I love them to death. I want them. There should be a sellout at every game, bro. Win, lose, or draw. Nebraska is a perfect example. David Tongapaw came on this podcast last week and discussed how Fresno has a bigger area geologically, basically, than Nebraska. Yet Nebraska sells out 96,000 every game for like 50 years in a row. Crazy. So we should be able to sell out a 41,000 every week. Doesn't matter. Now, granted, I get it. We, I, I was part of a year we went 111. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that either. It's cold outside. Watch it on TV, bro. Have some beers with your friends. But like when the juice is high and like the team is bopping and and yeah, okay, you guys are one and two right now, but like all the goals are still ahead of you. They're written in the locker room. Go get a tour of the locker room. I know any fan out here listening to this would, listen, would want a tour of the locker room. It'll say in there somewhere, Mount West Championship, bowl game, class integrity, academic excellence. And yeah, there's like there's dudes on that team, your team right now, who have been part of the 12-2 and two team, which is the winningest team ever in Fresno State history. So naturally, what do you want to do? You're a competitor. You want to be the best. You want to win 13. You want to win 14. You want to be perfect, as you should. But guess what? Next week, rip off the Band-Aid. It's time to go into the next freaking, the next wave of things. And as players, you guys know that. But I guess if I'm trying to portray anything, it's a message to the fans right now to say, like, listen, the boys are all right. The dogs are going to be okay. Let's go handle business on the road a couple weeks and be back popping at Bulldog Stadium again because we still got a whole ring to win at the Mountain West and a ring to win with the bowl game. So you can't be a crybaby and harp on two weeks ago, a week ago, three weeks ago, whatever it might be at that point. Like that's irrelevant to anybody who's remotely competitive in life. If you're a businessman and you missed your bonus and you missed a paycheck basically three weeks ago, bro, why are you still crying about it? Start working for the next bonus. Simple as that. Like if, you were, if you've been a crappy father the last two months and you're sitting there depressed about it, get over it. Go be a great father the next 10 years, 15 years, forever. Like turn the negative energy into pissed off anger and apply that anger into positive energy. 
and make something good of it. Like, it's all you could do. And, you know, I'm not going to tell the fans how to live their life, but I am here to say, like, if you think the dog season is not trending in the right direction, you're crazy. It's football, bro. The game is insane. That's what makes college football the most electric thing on planet Earth. Man, can't get complacent. That's hard to talk. You can't get Yeah, you hear everything you say, you know? No, yeah. And yeah. No, nobody hates losing more than we hate losing. I mean, you know? David, like, you had your freaking... Like, I was talking to Savannah today. Like, you had your decal hanging off your helmet. How'd that happen? Because you it fell or because you were playing your butt off? I was playing my butt off, man. I was play like, play 10 or something on the drive. Yeah, you don't like, even know it's hanging off. Yeah. I, I made a tackle to play four, and then I saw when I got off the... right. Got on the bus, you know. I don't know. You can't really. Things happen so quick, quick out there, man. And just playing hard, and that's what happens, I guess. What is okay? So, <clears throat> you guys have been on a journey between transferring schools, transfer portal out of the transfer portal, changing positions. Like, it hasn't been a clean journey. Okay, it's not like hey, I was a five star, got recruited, started my whole time, did my thing going on in the league. Like, you guys have faced adversity. You're in adversity right now. There's a lot of young athletes that listen to this podcast. If you were to say one trait that an athlete needs to continue to climb the mountain of greatness, what would you say it is? Patience. Confidence. Patience. Confidence. Hard work, for Hard work. sure. All right, patience. What do you got? I say patience because everybody's journey is different. You might, like for me, like I didn't really start playing until last year, my third year here. But right. it's dudes that came in with me starting day one as true freshmen. So I can't I can't sit here and compare myself to him because our journeys are different. I'm doing that. I'm going to go in the tank even more and start losing confidence in myself. So I got to be patient knowing my time is coming. Everybody's like, journey is different. Yeah. And like when your time, when your time has come, I feel like you gotta be ready for it mentally. You, you sitting here moping and being sad because you not playing day one, but day thirty might come. It might be your turn, your turn to play, and you not ready mentally because you sitting here in the tank feeling bad for yourself because you wasn't playing back then. So right. I just feel like patience because patience is a virtue. So you just gotta wait your time. When's your time to come? Shine. Stay ready. So you don't gotta get ready. Next. Now you say confidence. Confidence. You know, it's. I feel like without confidence, you're you're nothing. Yeah, you know, um, you can miss a tackle, you can miss, you could drop a ball, you right. know. But if you don't have that confidence, you're like, oh, I could go out there and you know do it again. I could, I could catch it next time. I can make the tackle the next time. Yeah, you're not gonna do it. No, you know. So I just feel like you need that confidence to drive you, to to be who you want to be. You right. Know? And that's that's what we're here for. You want to be who you want to be, and you know, like coming in as a freshman, you might rest a lot of freshman red shirts. So you know, their confidence Nothing drops. That. Yeah. yeah. Confidence drops. You're you not know, used just, to it because every every dude when you get to college, everyone was the MVP of that team. They were the all league. They were all they had, they, were, they were all over the newspapers. Like it's hard to go from the big fish to now you just you're just back yeah, in the pond, bro. Yeah, yeah. So then I feel like what happens with a lot of them is they become complacent. Yeah. You know, so they're like, yo, I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough to make it to the you know the travel roster. I'm not good enough to play next year. I got seniors ahead of me. And so then you just see like complacency and then they just, you know, jog through practice. They don't try hard enough. You know, the next recruits come in and they just give up basically. So I feel like you need that confidence to get like keep you going. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you're talking about like how to get like 
recruited? Is that where you're No, no, no. Not how they recruited. I'm saying like you guys have faced adversity. Like you guys have had coaching changes. You've been, you went from a different school and you had coaching changes and you've gone through good seasons and bad seasons. Like there's young athletes listening to this, man. Like everyone's trying to emphasize something like Zay's saying, be confident. Devo's saying like, hey, keep your nose on the grindstone. Keep working hard. Have some patience, but stay working. You said hard work. Yeah, hard work, man. That's my that's my main thing. You know, like, you know, coming in, being a young guy, being a new guy, wherever you go, you know, you kind of have like, you want to outwork everybody. Right. You know, these are your brothers. At the same time, you want to have that competitiveness, you know. If he runs a 110 and he beats you on a rep, next rep, I'm not losing that rep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to go in every day and have a, have a mindset like, there's somebody at home right now wishing they were in my position. Absolutely. Yeah. So why would I waste this time, you know, not working hard? You know, my parents sacrificed so much for me to be here. Who am I to not work my ass off every time I step on step up on that football field? Right. Yeah. So I just I just want to say to the young guys, man, just work hard. You know, hard work will get you anywhere you want to be, in my opinion. You know, I know when you were in Fresno State, man, you were yeah. one of the hardest working guys, man. And, Appreciate it, bro. Seriously, and man, keep keep going, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's that's if you have that that heart and that that mindset, I think you could do a lot of things with just hard work alone. I'm telling you, you can. Like it's it it's a thing. Like in football, is it's it's so beautiful because all it is, it's just it's just a it's just a roadmap, bro. Like you're used to working hard. Once you get done with football, which I hope you guys don't get done with football for a long time. I hope you guys have great careers in the league. I really do. But once you do, because that day will come someday for every single person, even Tom Brady eventually, like the 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 principles and the character you built within yourself as a man playing football, it molds you into something that helps you kick ass in life, bro. And if you could find a way to apply that same mindset that you guys are talking about right now, where you're, how greedy you are, Freaking playing D line at the Division One level, digging yourself out of holes, being trench men, just getting after it. You guys are going to destroy in life. So my last question is this: If you had to order a steak, what kind of steak, and how are you getting it cooked? Probably getting a tomahawk steak. Oh, you price you at this? Uh, and I'm probably gonna get it medium. It's not a bad answer, David. I'm going ribeye. Mm. You know, um, it's a good man. You ever been to Flemings? Like, bro, not that many people know about this, but <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> medium plus. It's not medium, but it's not medium. Medium Wait, well. Rare, medium well. well, it's right in the middle. Medium plus. That's what it's perfect. I don't trust that. Say, <laughs> rear by all day, rear by all day. All right. But I'm getting, I'm getting my medium at you know five star steakhouses. If I'm at you know, you, you Texas know, Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. I'm, I might get my medium well, maybe, oh maybe well done. You know, disrespect. It's, well it's a little, it's a little different at those places. You know. All right, That's no me. free shout outs. There's a place in Fresno called the Limelight. Go there, ask for a ribeye, get it cooked medium. It's the best steak you'll ever have in your life. No free shout outs. No free shout outs. But it is, and yes, anything well done was a wrong answer today, and you guys passed. Also, anything rare is kind of a wrong answer, too. I think it's a little weird. Like, dudes were like, oh, yeah, give me that rare. It's like, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't sit right with me. Like, I want a little, like, cook it. 
make sure it's dead a little bit. And I'm a pretty gritty dude. Like I, I almost today, we went king salmon fishing, bro. We were on this boat in the middle of the ocean. I'm shaky as shit still right now. I smack this king salmon, 22 pounder. It's going to be great sushi. We'll make a little sushi night or something. And the head captain's like, hey, does anybody want to eat the heart? And I'm just like, you did it? It sounds nice. Nah, I'm not even uh, going to front like I did. Uh, he said, he said, if it's still beating, we would. And it wasn't beating. So I was like, I'm not just going to eat like a dead heart. But if that thing was, and then, the, and I caught that fish. My cousin caught a fish, pulled the heart out, and that thing was pumping. No way. About as big as probably like a silver dollar. That thing was like, no way. And I'm like, bro, you got to gut that thing. Like, just swallow it. And I asked him, like, what's it taste like? He's like, it's like drinking a shot of blood, basically, which is kind of nasty. Yeah. But that's gritty to eat a, a heart, a beating heart. Yeah. It's kind of gritty. Anyways, anyways, not trying to get dark on Bring the Juice, but I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> Y'all got anything you want to say real quick? You're going to go around the horn. Um, Nothing I really got to say. Thank you for having me, though, Frank. Of course. Of course. Should I be on the show? David? Uh, say one last thing to the young athletes out there. Mm. Um, you know, um, a lot of people are going to doubt you. You know, they're going to doubt your dreams. You just got to believe in yourself. And um, and everything will work out, man, if you do, if you do the right things. So that's what I got to say. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Bring the juice. Ugh. Sir. Man, shout out. Bring the juice, man. Just stay on the right path. Shout out. Bring the juice. Thank you for having me. I well, appreciate you guys. I say. Devo? If you're getting steaks well done, eating it with A1 steak sauce, you should stop eating steak today. Yeah, yeah that's that, probably that. true. Just go eat beef jerky, bro. Save yourself some bread. Yeah. <laughs> that's wrong. All right, y'all. Another great episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Y'all make sure to go cheer on the dogs. Peep the D-line. You'll see these boys light people up. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Be sure to follow us on the gram. We're going to tag all these fellas on the gram. Get the get the follow account up, boys. Come yeah, on now. Sir. I need 3K. Sir. Oh. <laughs> and I need, a blue, I need a blue check too. Man, who doesn't? Me I don't doesn't. want, I don't <laughs> want <it. laughs> But uh seriously support the boys, support the businesses. Uh and we'll see you next week. Get your piss hot. And don't forget this week, bring juice. <laughs>